This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I want to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit. It's that time again. You're with Alana Willifee with Body Matters. And Body Matters is about the body of Christ. And I normally interview people who are taking part, or not part, but have their own ministries and um, who basically fulfill um, a certain area in the body of Christ. But today I'm going to be chatting about a topic. And this topic is basically, as Christians, can we continue to sin? So I'm going to be reading from Romans three twenty three to 24 that says, Everyone has sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard. And all need to be made right with God through his grace, which is a free gift. They need to be made free from sin through Jesus Christ. And that is, as I said, in Romans 3, 23 to 24. So let's just look at the words um, made right with God. So it says we all have fallen short of God's glory and we all need to be made right with God. So how... Are we to be made right with God? And that's what my topic is going to be today. How how do we, as Christians, how are we, what do we need to do if we want to be in right standing with God? So I want to take a look at the subject of righteousness. Okay, so to be in right standing with God means to be righteous. So what is righteousness? It means to be in right standing with God And according to the Oxford Dictionary, righteousness is the quality of being morally right or justifiable. So that's just to give you an idea of what righteousness means. So why do we need to be righteous as Christians? So, you know, the Lord has called us to be holy because he is holy and we were created in his image and therefore, our character and our behavior should also imitate that of Christ. So I want to go and look a little bit at Timothy 1 verse 9 that says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. Now, let's just focus on that scripture a little bit. It says God has called us to be holy and it's not because of anything that we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. So do we have to work towards righteousness? So let's just have a look quickly. What is it to be righteous? Why do we need to be righteous? Okay, so because of the spirit of God inside of us and the fact that we have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, we can no longer live according to the principles of darkness. And therefore, we can't continue to sin. You see, when you and I have given our lives to the Lord, he takes us from the kingdom of darkness 
into the kingdom of light. And we cannot live the way we used to live. We cannot continue to sin and do whatever we want to because of the spirit of God inside of us. And we need to grow and mature and be transformed into the new way of living, abiding and obeying the new set of principles inside of God's kingdom. It's like going from one country to another. The same that you can do in one country, the kingdom of darkness, you cannot do in another country, which is the kingdom of light. So there are different principles that we need to live accordingly to. So how do we become righteous? If we didn't, it says here, not because of anything we've done. That's in Timothy 1.9. So we can't be righteous because of work. So how do we become righteous? You see, we obtain righteousness through the spirit of God inside of us. And that is in Romans 14.17. It says, The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but righteousness, joy, and peace in the spirit. Before we got saved, we were all sinners. But the minute we accept Jesus and receive his spirit in us, we become the righteousness of Christ. Okay, so let me go back to that. The minute we receive Jesus into our hearts, we become in right standing with God. Why? Because God's spirit, his perfect spirit lives within us. And it's because of his spirit that we are in right standing with him. And righteousness is a gift from God because we never had to earn it. You know, it's through his grace and his mercy that we are called the righteousness of Christ. It is like receiving a certificate for something before you even qualified for it. Automatically, you are in right standing with him. And to me, that is just such a beautiful example of God's grace. When we receive God's spirit, it is his perfect spirit. Not us that makes us in right standing, but because God is perfect. In Titus 3, verse 3 to 7, it says, At one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasure. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. Not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by grace, we might become his, having the hope of eternal life. Isn't that beautiful? That righteousness is a gift. It's a gift from God. We don't have to earn it. It's like salvation. The minute we receive Jesus Christ in our hearts, we also get the gift of salvation. We get the gift of righteousness. 
And as Christians, can we continue to sin? You know, I think about it many times as a Christian. You know what? When we sin, we normally have a conscience. And the fact that you and I have a conscience means that we are convicted of sin. And the Bible says that as Christians, we ought not to continue with sin. And I want to read from 1 John 3, 9 that says, No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They can't go on sinning because they have been born of God. When you've got the Holy Spirit inside of you, you know, just think about it. You know, when you were not saved, you sinned, you did things that wasn't pleasing to God. But the minute you give Jesus Christ or accept him in your life, you receive the same spirit of righteousness. That's a gift from God. And automatically you are in right standing with him. But does that mean that now all of a sudden you don't sin, that you don't fail God? Of course, that's why I read that chapter at the beginning. We all fall short of God's glory. All of us, we're all sinners. But because of his righteousness, his spirit in us, we are in right standing with God. So it's not by works. So don't think, you know what, I'm a Christian and, oh, you know, I've still failed God here and there. Don't feel condemned because it says, um, no, there's no condemnation for Christ Jesus, for those who are in Christ Jesus. So it's a process. Walking according to your righteousness is a process. So let's just read 1 John 3, 8 that says, Whoever makes practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So let's just take a short music break and then we'll continue talking about what is our responsibility in walking out our righteousness. I just want to welcome you. If you joined um, Radio K Pulpit, you're with Alana Willifier. And my program is called Body Matters. And today I'm on the topic about can we as Christians continue to sin? So I've touched on a little bit about what is righteousness? How are we in right standing with God? And um, and I just touched on the fact that when we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, it's His Spirit that makes us righteous, not by our works, not anything that we can do, but we still have a responsibility. And so I just want to touch on the things that we can do. Even though we have righteousness as a free gift, it doesn't mean we can take it for granted. You know, God also wants us out of our own hearts to walk a life that is pleasing to him. So God requires that we do work out our righteousness. And when I say work out, it doesn't mean that we are earning God's righteousness. It means how can we continue to live a godly life? So we alone have to stand before God one day and give account for everything that we do. And in Philippians 12, it says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear 
and trembling. And in Romans 14, 12, it says, So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. You know, when we've got, when you accept Jesus and you're so thankful for his grace, you're so thankful for what he's done, you want to, you want to. God actually says he makes you willing and able to obey him. And we're going to touch on the work of the Holy Spirit too, because God said, I've given you a helper. So we can't walk out our righteousness in our own strength, but we have the Holy Spirit to help us. And there's two scriptures in John 14 verse 16 that says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is for your benefit that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So God actually gave us someone to help us, to guide us, so that we are able to walk in the truth. In Philippians 2.13 it says, For it is God who is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. You know, God is so awesome. He puts his perfect spirit in you. He doesn't require you to go into works or to earn it. But, you know, he makes you, he even makes you willing to do his work. And you know what? Transformation takes place as we work out or or walk out. Let's say rather walk out the gift of righteousness Through the Holy Spirit, as we spend time in the Word of God, being sensitive and obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So how do we work at being righteous? Um, And I don't want to contradict this issue. It's not about working it out or or, um, walking out your righteousness to earn God's love. It's walking out your righteousness as in wanting to do what is right. You see, knowing the word of God and being obedient to it is one of the ways that we can live a righteous life. Isaiah 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Some people will never grow into maturity. They don't know the authority and the benefits that they have in Christ. And therefore they don't live like overcomers in Christ. You see, everything that God has for us is to live a victorious life and to be more than overcomers on this earth. You see, we live in a dark world ruled by the enemy. And if we don't know our rights and authority in Christ, we will not be able to stand effectively against the onslaught of the enemy. Now, I know that sounds like a mouthful, But to live a life pleasing to God, you need to know what God expects of you. You know, God has got certain things and in the Bible, which is our constitution of what is our responsibilities and what is God's responsibility. You know, God says, abide in me. And one of the ways that we can do is apart from God and his spirit, we're unable to become righteous in our own strength. So the more we abide in Christ, the more we spend time with him, 
the more we will be able to do what is right. So in John 15 verse 5 it says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you cannot do nothing. So what is God saying? We need him. We need to abide in him. We need to understand God's heart so that we'll be able to live a holy life. And we need to be led by the Spirit because it's the Spirit who helps us and guides us. And he also convicts us of sin so that we can turn from it. You know, God is not that he doesn't want us to live a life full of, um, of, of pleasure or fun. You know, that sin is harmful for us and God wants to keep us from harm. God wants to protect us. He wants us to live a life that is in abundance, life in abundance. And therefore, the Holy Spirit convicts us. And sometimes you might be doing something and that conscience, you know, mm, I shouldn't have done that. Or, um, you know, I don't feel good about what I did um, as Christians or it's bugging you. That is the Holy Spirit saying, I don't want you to do that anymore. I don't want you to go there because God is our protector. He wants the best for us. And he wants to keep us from destructive ways. Um, in John 16, 8, it says, The Holy Spirit will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. You know, turning from destructive behavior and resisting the enemy. You know how that we sometimes need to make effort the Bible says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And there's another translation that says that you should run from evil. Run. Do not entertain evil. Run from evil. You see, one of the ways in which we can keep ourselves in right standing with God is walking in repentance. As I said, we all fall short of God's glory Every day, I mean, we are, we are human. We fail God every day. Just think about it. How many times do you maybe just twist the truth slightly or, you know, just tell someone, oh, I'm sorry I was late because of whatever. And that wasn't true. You know how we subtly, you know, we sin and we, we do things because we're human. We, we fail God all the time. But we need to walk in repentance. And God says he is gracious to forgive us. Every time that we repent. And he forgives us of our sins. And in 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You know, we will fail God many times in our life. Many times. Sometimes we will maybe even deliberately go against his will. But God is there. He says no matter how many times you fall, God's hand is there to help you out. But we need to be willing to repent. Repentance is one of those ways in which we can keep 
our conscience clear. One of those ways where we can ask God just to purify us and cleanse us. And you know what? Repentance is ongoing. Ongoing. Walking in forgiveness is another way. Sometimes we need to repent of our sins, but we also need to forgive others who have hurt us, who have sinned against us. And the word says in Matthew 6.15, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. It's a chain reaction. When you forgive others, God forgives you. And um, God is faithful. We cannot walk in unforgiveness and ask God, you know, and then we question God why we are not been blessed or you know why things aren't going well because we need to keep our hearts clean before the Lord you see walking in love serving others and doing good that is what God requires it says this is one of the greatest commandments and I want to read it in Matthew 22 37 to 39 which says you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, and with all your mind. And then it says, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And in John thirteen thirty five, it says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Okay, so we're talking about can we as Christians continue to walk in sin? And if we've got God's spirit in us, The answer is really, we can sin, but we will have a conscience. And that is the Holy Spirit that is convicting us and guiding us and leading us. And we still have a choice because the Lord says, I lay before you life and death, choose life. You know that we could grieve the Holy Spirit if we continue to sin after God. You know, God disciplines us because he loves us. And sometimes he will discipline us. If it's not privately, he will um, openly discipline us. So best when we are disciplined, best when we are convicted, that we turn from sin. And sometimes it's difficult. It's difficult to overcome sin. You might be caught up in an addiction. You might um, be struggling with some secret sin. And you know what? Sin keeps us from God. I don't know about you, but I often say, if I know I failed God, I know I've done something I shouldn't have done. It's not easy for me to go and spend time with him or read my Bible. You know, I, I, I brew a bit. I'm like, I, I've, I avoid God. And that's exactly what Adam and Eve done had done in the Garden of Eden. And that's one way the enemy will try and keep you from spending time with God. And I just want to encourage you. It doesn't matter how many times you fail God. Repent and ask Holy Spirit to help you to overcome. You can just say, Lord, I I can't. I'm struggling to overcome the sin Help me. And you know what? It doesn't always mean that you are going to overcome immediately. But the fact that you are calling out to God, the fact that you are 
are calling and, and asking for help, God is faithful. He sees your heart. He knows the battle. And you know what? The battle is real because the enemy will come and he will tempt each one of us continuously with sin. And, you know, it's so easy to fall into that, um, into sin. But thank God we have the Holy Spirit to help us. And the worst thing we can do is turn from him and not to him. Go, even in your sin, I want to encourage you, run to God, say, Lord, I am sinning right now, help me. So let's look a little bit about what is the benefits of seeking to live a righteous life. You know, the word of God says in Matthew 6, 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be given unto you. To pursue righteousness means to live according to the principles of God, a life that displays his righteousness inside of you. In other words, it means to live a godly life ruled by godly principles, and then God will give you everything you need. So seek God and his kingdom and all these things, everything your heart's desires. God even says, delight yourself in me and I'll give you the desires of your heart. He will give you those things that you need. You know, prosperity and honor. Let's read some of these scriptures. Proverbs 21, 21 says, Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity and honor. It says in James five sixteen, A righteous man's prayer avails much. Isn't that beautiful? When we are in right standing with God and, you know, we have a, a clear conscience and we repent and we walk in forgiveness. Um, and I also just want to add forgiveness is 70 times 7, meaning it's ongoing. It becomes a lifestyle to repent, to ask forgiveness all the time because we are not perfect. But when we are in right standing with God, he hears our prayers. In Psalm 34, 15, it says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. You know, when we've got, when we walk in righteousness, we will experience God's peace and his joy. And at the end, God will reward us. You know, sometimes our reward is not here on this earth, but in heaven when we have to stand before God and he will reward us for the things that we have done. You see, righteousness is a product of faith. And to be able to walk in righteousness, we need to walk by faith. And the word of God says, and with faith, it is imp without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that is in Hebrews 11.6. So just remember, to, to live a righteous life means to walk by faith. And without faith, we cannot please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who seek him diligently. 
You see, there's so many things that God offers us when we try and and um, live according to his word, when we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. So what is the evidence of living a righteous life? We become more Christ-like. In 2 Corinthians 3.18 it says, So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is in the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Another um, Another way of knowing if someone is living a righteous life is that the fruits of the Spirit is evident and they are produced. So what is the fruits of the Spirit? If you look at someone, because the Bible says, you will know my people by their fruits. So what do we look for? First of all, it says the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. God's people are characterized by the above, and it needs to reflect in their lives. But if we don't bear fruit, what does the word say then? And so in Matthew 7, 17, it says, Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. So what is bad fruit? It's the opposite of good fruit. A good tree can't bear bad fruit and a bad tree can't bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. You see, our fruits don't just develop overnight. You know, it takes time and even a lifetime for the fruits of the Spirit to to become evident in our lives. And transformation is not trying, you know, when when we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, He's transforming us daily into God's image. And what is God's image? God's character is the fruits of the Spirit. And that is what sets us apart from non-believers. So let us take a short break and then we're going to end off with what about the unrighteous? What does God say about those who are not walking in righteousness? If you've just tuned in, it's Alana Willyfever with Body Batters and I'm chatting about the topic, can we as Christians continue to sin. So I've touched on what it means to be in right standing with God. You know, when we've got us, the Holy Spirit in us, um, we are in right standing with God. And it's not about works that we are righteous, but because of His Spirit. And how can we walk out that righteousness um, to be able to live a life that is pleasing to God. So my next question is, what about the unrighteous? Who is the unrighteous? You know that the unrighteous are those who do not have God's spirit in them, those who are not saved. What does the word of God say about them? And in Revelation 21, 8, it says, but the cowardly unbelieving, sexually immoral, 
sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. Okay, so those are people who do not serve God. And they, even though they try to be good, that is why the Word of God says even good people can't go to heaven. You can live a life that is good. You can have good morals. um, You can be kind. You can give everything away. But if you don't have the Spirit of God in you, you cannot be in right standing with God because the Spirit of God makes you right with Him. So the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. And in 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11, it says, Do you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. And it says, Neither fornications, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor converters, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortionists, whatever that means, is will inherit the kingdom of God. Those who are in right standing with Christ, you know, we that serve God and we turn from God and we choose to do what's right, we deliberately choose to do what's right, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, if I think about David who cried out to the Lord in Psalm 51, 13, it says, Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. To me, that is so scary to think that David pleaded with the Lord, do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. So we can grieve the Spirit if we choose. When we know what is right, when we know the truth, and we decide to walk away from the truth. It does grieve God. But while you have breath in you, you can turn to God. Because you know why God said, I didn't come to judge the world. I came to save the world. And while you have breath in you, you have got God's grace is available to you to repent from sin, to turn from sin. It says, run from evil. And we can choose God all over again. God is there. His arms are wide open for you. And today I just want to end off by praying for you. You might be in a situation right now where, you know, you've served God and you got caught up in something and some sin, some addiction, something that you feel bad about. You don't want people to know about it. And you think, well, you know what? God has written me off. You know, I'm too bad. I I can't. God is never going to take me back. And I just want to tell you again, today there is hope. There is hope. Ask him to forgive you. Repent. Forgive those who have sinned against you. Draw near to God because the word of God says, draw near to him and he will draw near to you. So I want to pray 
for you today. Father God, you know every single person that is listening to my voice today. Maybe they knew you, maybe they don't know you at all, Father. And they've backslidden or they're struggling with sin. And they know, Lord, that's not from you. But they just cannot, cannot seem to overcome this. They feel bad, Lord. They feel terrible. They want to run from you. Or maybe they even feel, Lord, that you are going to push them away. Or they feel filthy, Lord. Whatever the situation is, Father God, I pray for those people right now that you will touch their hearts again, that you will reveal yourself to them as they draw near to you. God, that they may have a new encounter with you and that they may experience your love like never before. And for those of you who just want to recommit your lives to the Lord, or you've never given your life to the Lord, I just want to give you this opportunity to commit your life to the Lord today. So just repeat after me in your own words, wherever you are. Say, Father God, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. I repent of my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me, Lord, to be everything that you intended me to be. I surrender it all to you. And today I make you Lord and God over my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer, trust God. Draw near to him, get involved, chuck off everything that is not from him. And God is a God of many chances. So thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're going to do in each and every listener's life. So unfortunately, it's the end of my program. And I just want to say thank you for joining me. So join me again next Saturday at the same time from me, Alana Willy, for you. Have a beautiful, blessed week. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.